Greetings, and welcome to the fourth episode of Quite Excellent, a podcast that acts as a supplement in class instruction, a place to share poetry for the coming week. Now, the poem I will be reading on September 5th, that's a Tuesday, is going to be Charles Simic's The Infinite, published originally in The New Yorker on February 6th, 2017. And when I read this back in February, I actually opened it up onto my phone and just kept it open in a browser window, hoping that I could come back to it at some point for some purpose, because the poem is short and it's fairly simple. It uses some repetition that's interesting, but more than anything, after reading it, I was left with this sense of anxiety. And the poem seems to be perfectly satisfied by giving you, the reader, the listener, that discomfort. And so I'd like to go ahead and read it now. The Infinite The Infinite yawns and keeps yawning. Is it sleepy? Does it miss Pythagoras? The sails on Columbus's three ships? Does the sound of the surf remind it of itself? Does it ever sit over a glass of wine and philosophize? Does it peek into mirrors at night? Does it have a suitcase full of souvenirs stashed away somewhere? Does it like to lie in a hammock with the wind whispering sweet nothings in its ear? Does it enter empty churches and light a single candle on the altar? Does it see us as a couple of fireflies playing hide-and-seek in a graveyard? Does it find us good to eat? When I originally read this, I was unsure of some of the context. I wasn't entirely sure why Pythagoras, why Columbus. Certainly, these are men who've left indelible mark on civilization. Certainly they mark the passage of time. They're separated by about 2,000 years of human experience. And I think that maybe that is its purpose, to note how long the infinite has existed, which is, of course, somewhat paradoxical because it has always existed. It is beyond existence. And so from there... There's this mix of anxiety and leisure. We see it maybe sitting and drinking wine and thinking thoughtfully, uh, philosophizing to itself. But then it's also questioning its own appearance in the middle of the night. We see the remnants of vacations and souvenirs But we also see the lighting of single candles, as if to remember those lost. And so we see a mixture of human behaviors that are both comforting and not. And on the outside of these things, the infinite seems not to care. The poem opens with infinite yawning. Keep yawning. But of course, a yawn is associated with boredom, but also just means to open up, to open wide. You can have 
a yawning cave that has a wide open mouth. And when you consider it in the context of the poem's closing line, where it asks if we are good to eat, it's hard not to see malevolence in the infinite, to note that no matter human experience, no matter human conquest, no matter our joys, no matter our sorrows, the infinite consumes us always. The infinite sees everything that we do as nothing but the flitters of gnats, of fireflies, of briefs, blips, in what is otherwise inconsequential. We will be reading The Infinite on September 5th, and I hope that when we do, you will enjoy it. If you're in my class, you'll consider how big and small that you are. If you enjoy this podcast, have suggestions, or would like me to direct an eye toward a particular poem or poetic device, leave a comment on lightandteaches.com. The content of this podcast is used under Copyright Law Chapter 1, Section 110 as a companion to in-class instructional activities, and I claim no ownership of the text presented here. Thank you for joining me for this episode, number five of the podcast. I hope that between now and the time you hear from me next, you will find and savor things that you yourself find quite excellent. Did I really just say it was episode five? Man, it's a really good thing I'm an English teacher. Because I can't count.